All right, it's Wednesday. That means it's time to podcast uh, on NHSportsPage.com. Justin McIsaac, Dave Haley. And uh, today it's brought to you by Cap City Basketball based out of Concord. Dave, what do we got going on with Cap City? Uh, there's Cap City, uh, Joey Craig, uh, starting to work with Joey right now on some fundraising stuff. So he does a great job over at Cap City. So they do everything from they have camps, clinics. They work with kind of smaller groups for skill development, and also they even do one-on-one training. So Joey uh, and his crew has got a lot of great coaches over in the Concord area, but they really work for with kids from all over the place. They've had some clinics uh, as far over this way to the rim in Hampton. So uh, Joey does a great job. So we're really excited to be working with those guys. So they, they offer for boys and girls, kids as young as five years old through seniors in high school, uh, advanced coaching. And uh, it's, they do a lot with skill development, which I think is so important. Uh, I've kind of been preaching that for years. But uh, Cap City Basketball sponsored today's podcast. And uh, you can go actually to their website, capcitybasketball.com, uh, to get more information. They're going to have tryouts and registration and so forth uh, coming soon for spring AAU. And uh, Joey is a, a real good guy. does a terrific job over there in Concord. All right. Well, uh, normally we go three up, three down, but we're doing something a little bit different today, Dave. Why don't you explain it to our I, listeners? I figured that, uh, you know, with the with the snow out, I, so, so last night you and I were supposed to, uh, Mother Nature does not want us to be together courtside, apparently. Uh, she can't stop us because, Eventually, we're getting to Durham together. But we were supposed to be doing Summersworth Campbell last night. That game got moved. And then Jen and I were going to go over tonight and do Oyster River Hollis Brookline. That game got canceled. So you can't fight the gods, as they say. I thought the Titans won. So they can come after you pretty hard if you go after the gods. So I'm not going to do it. That's true. You don't tempt them. Wait, do we have gods here? I can't even remember. Uh, not on the phone, no. Oh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Uh, I did watch my real quick my Celtics last night. I was very uh, very proud of my Celtics for uh, for turning it around. I, I love the quote from Marcus Morris after the game. He go, "Yeah, that was fun." I was like, oh, "Okay, man, thank Is you." Is there a little sneaky? Yeah, we're having fun without Kyrie thing going on there. Uh, they looked. I watched the entire game last night. That's why I recently woke up. Uh, Is they look? Uh, they looked a lot like that scrappy team. They certainly moved the ball uh, better. Um, I don't. Kyrie is so good, um, but his his leadership abilities would be that of like a high school senior who said like all the sophomores suck and uh, I, I might go to prep school in February. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like he's a great leader. It'll be like if Noah Tremblay was at uh, Curacao, being like, none, none of these guys can the younger guys play. I'm scoring 21 a game. I might go to prep school. I don't know in February, but anyway, she's like, that's not really how you be a leader. So. Actually, I think that, that's a very good. By the way, Noah Trumbly is, as far as I know, staying at Kearsage. Uh, yeah, he he's, he's, he's he has not said any of that. But uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, he learned at the foot of LeBron though. LeBron, when he doesn't like his team, he just trades everybody. So Kyrie, I guess, doesn't have that power yet. Yeah, well, don't forget to fire your coach too. That, uh, that's, yes, that's that too. LeBron's move. Yeah, that's LeBron's move. Um, before we get into the uh, the three teams peaking and three teams struggling, so I think that's what we're going to do is. Three teams, and they may come kind of obvious, but it gives us an opportunity to look at all four divisions as usual and really talk about, you know, these teams really seem to be peaking at the right time and, and teams that are struggling a little bit as they come down the stretch. Now, we're in a weird part of the season um, where some teams are just about done the regular season. Uh, one team in the state is done the regular season, and then you've got uh, teams with maybe six, seven games left in Division One. So uh, today I should note, is that day, Justin McIsaac? It's the Thursday thought you look forward to more than any other, right? All year long tomorrow. 
That's right. Yeah, the, my favorite. Yeah, where you do every single game, and my favorite part is to figure out at what point uh, you, your mind snapped, and you <laughs> like like so you circle the circle the game you previewed where at, at, at some point you just said, "Yeah, I'm done with this. I'm, I've had enough." Yeah, like when you. I think you can kind of. I think there's been times you've read it and you said, "I think this is where the facial tick started, like start showing itself at this game right here when he was doing." When he was doing the Stevens, uh, you know, Hollis Brookline game after two hours, with with the worst is when you get to that part and then you go, I have a solid two and a half hours to go. I'm not even halfway <laughs> done at this point, but I'll preview every single game in the state. I will give it my effort. I don't, as we know, I don't have the ability to be succinct, so I'll I'll, I'll go through every single game in the state tomorrow. Inevitably, there's always one game that I forget. Uh, last year, I forgot a Messina game. But I won't allow that to happen this year. I'm taking out, unless there's, you know, someone threw a Friday game in there that isn't on the NHIAA site. I'll preview every single game. All right, so we look forward to that. So uh, let's let's start with a uh, with the, with the teams uh, that are trending in the right direction. Who are you starting off with, Dave? I'm going to start off with Oyster River uh, in Division Two. My preseason number one. I just think they're really, really putting up points. I mean, they just from afar. That's why I was really bummed out. We're not going over there, and I can cover them. I feel like. We should have covered these guys a couple times more, but, you know, we've had some cancellations, and I think this is the second time their game against Hollis Brookline has been canceled, and we were going to both of them. Um, You know, they don't, the gods or whoever's up there just doesn't want Coyster River and Hollis Brookline in a championship rematch, but they're scoring a ton of points. Uh, Joe Morrow is second in Division II and scoring at 19 and a half points a game. Kyle Landrigan is sixth at 18.3, and then there's Max Lewis doing Max Lewis things. He's scoring about 15 points a game, and, uh, you know, we know that he's kind of their glue guy, does everything. They got Kyle Miller back, who's a shooter. Um, and I just, you know, they, they really, you know, they got size. They've got guards. They've got three scores. They've got Lauren Lucas, who is our good friend, who is a, we've been saying when they were losing, we were telling people that Lauren Lucas was a really good coach. So I, I think we got proved correct on that one, I'd say. They're just playing really well right now. Yeah, and uh, I saw them against uh, Kearsarge. Kearsarge gave them a fight. And you you know you look up and all of a sudden uh, Oyster River's up fifteen. You're like how how that happen? You know it's just, should, they can score in bunches. No, I should mention um, our latest coach to be a gold level member is uh, is Nate Camp himself from Kearsarge, and he put in the notes that he wanted you to pile drive him at this year's golf tournament. We have the video of you doing a Hulk Hogan and yelling at him about Kearsarge. I don't think you can ever release ever that public. Yeah. If that ever goes public, one of two things are going to happen and nothing in between. You're going to make a million dollars off it because you're going to get hired immediately by the WWE or your career will come to a crash and a halt. It's one of the two, but no, nothing in between. I'm willing, really to, roll of the dice. I'm willing to take that chance. Why don't you just publicly release that and see, we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> that, video, if, that video might have to go on uh, my the, the golf tournament preview or something like that, but I'm not joking. <laughs> Who's at the table? Danny Bryson from Manchester Memorial, Mike Larson Tell him Matt, Matt Regan for busy Um We're all at the table, and Nate Camp was the was the feature. He was the the recipient of your ire there. Oh, he I mean, basically turned into Hulk Hogan. It's coming back to me. Uh, yeah, yeah. You're not Division Three anymore, brother. Like that guy. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> There's no Taylor Matos walking through that door. <laughs> I may have to put it out there for the public to see. It's pretty good. It's oh. only like thirty seconds long. It's pretty, the best part is it's the second or the third time that you've done that routine and Danny Bryson was just openly just checking his messages on his phone while you were standing over him yelling at Nate Camp. This is the thing that happens at the NA Sports Face Golf Tournament. So. Danny Bryson's had it. He's had it with my act. Uh, Danny Bryson, 
Well, Danny Bryson had spent 18 holes with you and I. Yeah, so he was I, ready I to go home. <laughs> yeah, no, this is, this is the most patient uh, you know person in the entire planet would have an issue at that point. So, yeah, love my, my boy Danny. But, yeah, no, I, I got to wish to reverse one of my teams up. I, I just think they're playing terrific basketball, obviously 12-1, and one, so it's a fairly obvious team, but they seem to really kind of be firing in all cylinders. And that's a, you know, that's a team that got to the championship, has three starters back on, um, and their championship of Boston. My preseason number one, they look every bit the part right now. All right, uh, the team I'm going to pick, uh, it's been high expectations early on and then kind of flew under the radar, but they've won five of their last seven, Dave. I'm going with the Kenneth Eagles. They're playing much better lately. Uh, they had a loss to Kingswood, which is a head-scratcher, but beat Berlin twice, hammered, uh, well, put 82 up against Sanborn, uh, wins at Laconia and home against Timberlane. So they're they're trending in the right direction. Can this last, though, Dave? It's trending in the right direction. I just think it might be a product of their schedule. Um, you, know, I, 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 you know, we'll see. I mean, they got Plymouth. Uh, who's been playing better under Mike Sullivan? They got Hanover on Friday night, which uh, at home, which would be uh, a pretty big game for those guys. Yeah, they got Colby Livingston. They've got shooters. Their issue has been defense all season long. They've given up, you know, in the eighties. They had a stretch um, where they gave up eighty points to Bishop Brady, eighty-seven points to West. Uh, somehow they got into a rock fight with Oyster River, fifty-three thirty-five. Um, but, you know, they gave up 77 points to Sanborn. Sanborn's a team that just kind of shoots a lot of threes. If they get hot, they can give you, you know, they can kind of be a problem. But they go at Bo, who I think is going to be playing for a playoff spot. I've been saying all season one, Bo's better than the record, and I think Bo's starting to show it. And then they got Kingswood on the road. So I, they're a playoff team. Um, you know, when you say, are they playing better or are they a product of their schedule? Right. I think that's, that's kind of the question. So, I mean, that's, that's what we'll see over the last four games. But they're a playoff game in Division Two, no question about it. All right, let's keep your eye on them. Your second team trending in the right direction, Dave Haley. It might be because um, I'm having one Mulvey on the radio show as our guest on Saturday. John Mulvey makes his debut, Justin, on, uh, oh. on the Hampshire High School Hoop Show on Saturday. And then uh, I, had, uh, I had the pleasure of uh, having breakfast coffee with the other Mulvey, Jim Mulvey, yesterday in Portsmouth. I finally got to catch up with him. Uh, but I'll go with the Portsmouth Clippers because I just think that, you know, that it's funny they're sort of under the radar just a little bit. I can't, you know, the three-time straight champions, two-time Division One champions, uh, how they could do that. But they sort of their schedule, they've beaten Merrimack, Trinity, Wyndham, and Timberland after a close loss to a bad, 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 bad loss. The Spalding. How dare you? Spalding. Oh, Knock that off. Uh, sorry. Um, <laughs> I can only make these jokes because all the Spalding kids know me well enough now and say, like, this is Haley McIsaac doing that stupid thing that they do with each other. He doesn't really think we're bad. Uh, no, obviously they've lost to Spalding, one of the four, I'd say one of the four best teams in the division. They lost to Exeter, who is uh, Exeter, who's undefeated, and then season opening loss at Winnicott, a lot too little with Alex Tavares not there, and obviously Winnicott is one of the best teams in, in the division. So, um, they got at Goffstown tonight. I, I can't. I don't. I haven't looked at all the Twitter stuff. I don't know what's canceled and what's not. Right. Uh, but at Goffstown, then they got Bedford at home. Nashua North, who's kind of starting to kind of show their age a little bit. Then they get Alvern at home. Then they go at BG. Do you know who the coach of BG is? Mad Regan. <laughs> Five and eight. BG still trying to get in. And then they go at Nashua South, who is officially frisky at this point of the year. Nashua South has been tough. Uh, they gave Winnicott all they could handle, and Nate Maserol is coaching his butt off with a young team doing a great job. So 
But Alex Tavares is the leading scorer in the state. We got a ton of hits yesterday. I, I learned something. Put on a stats column during a blizzard, and you're going to get a lot of views. <laughs> <laughs> we got a ton. I put that column up there, and then they had to make a quick switch. And for people who don't know, we pay uh, we pay our website. Uh, you know, NBC Sports owns it, Sports Engine. Uh, so it, it, you know, we, it comes out of my checking account every month. Uh, and it's a great website, Sports Engine. I can't recommend it enough. They're the ones who host and a sports page, and but we're able to kind of click on any article and see how many people have read it up to the second. And I had to make a change on that, like a very subtle change on the scoring leaders, um, 20 minutes after I posted, and 275 people had read it. <laughs> 20 minutes. <laughs> I was like, wow, it's a blizzard. People yeah. like, yeah, give me something to read. Um, go ahead. No, I was going to say, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's not what the top ten does. The top ten goes up, people get up at, at 5 a.m., and they're like, they kind of find it eventually. But, yeah, that's pretty good. You've been getting a lot of views on your top ten. Well, you know, it's uh, it's mostly electrifying listicle in sports today. Yeah, I, I think your number one got a lot of attention this week. So well, rightly so. More, more parent behavior, yeah. But um, I think Portsmouth could be uh, that team at the end of the season where you just look up and they're fourteen and four. And um, Godspeed if they got two home playoff games because they just, you know, although they 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 did lose uh, a home a home game um, to Exeter and they lost uh, a home game to Spalding in very very close games, they're a very tough team to beat at Stone Gymnasium. And I still think that they're the team out of everybody that you're just going to go. I do not want to play those guys in the quarterfinals. I mean, just with the pedigree and. Right. Um, well, the for, amount of uh, preparation. Unf- that unfortunately, out. I think they're going to be on the road for the quarterfinals uh, unless somebody else stumbles here because, you know, those four losses. I don't really see another loss unless uh, North or South gets them or maybe Alvern, depending on how Alvern plays that night. But I don't see another loss for Portsmouth. So uh, they'll, they'll go in probably at 14-4, and 13-5 and five the worst. But I, I don't think that's going to be good enough to get a top four seed, unfortunately, for them. Well, it, yeah, I mean, they, they lose the um, the tiebreaker to win a Cunnett, who has three losses. Londonderry would have to lose twice. I mean, Londonderry has six games left. Yeah. Salem has six games left. So, But um, it should be interesting to see. But, I, you know, I just think Alex Tavares, you believe he's going to stay in New Hampshire at 24 points a game. Uh, you know, you know how Cal Hewitt, who uh, I just think is absolutely terrific, and is a real leader on that team. And then they just got a bunch of guys, Tommy Degnan and Coleman Brewster and they just got a bunch of kids who who absolutely play their roles and, and are capable of scoring and have had big games this season. So I just think they're very solid. They're not the dominant team that we've seen in the past, but um, you know, no team looks like that team we saw a couple of years ago with Joey Glenn and Christian Pete and Sean Parham and Cody Graham, and, right? And those guys. But but uh, I just think they're very and and Tavares. I just think they're really really solid. And John Mulvey's doing a, a, a terrific job, which is what we expected. All right, my second team up, uh, or not up, but tra- trending in the right direction, Summersworth. Uh, yeah. No surprise there. I'm still trying like, St. Thomas is really good. I'm still trying to figure out how they lost that game, second game of the season. I know it's a rivalry, but still. Uh, they're only, you were uh, there. I was there. I'm still trying to figure out how it happened. Uh, and that's no disrespect to St. Thomas because they've kind of been hammering teams ever since then. Uh, they only hick up a loss at Messinic, but, you know, beating up everybody else in the schedule, they hammered Hopkinton, they beat up Conant. Uh, you know, they're, they're beating everybody by double digits, so they're really uh, firing on all cylinders with four games left in the regular season. Yeah, they, they're defending uh, and they're rebounding very, very well, which is really a recipe for how you, how you win at the end of the season. So they haven't lost a game since January 4th at Messinic, and that was a game that, first of all, Messinic's playing very well. I've been talking them up the last few weeks. Um, 
and Ian Durden shoot the ball very well. They went box and one against Evan Gray, and they had open looks. They just didn't connect on it. And Messina got out there with a good win. And, and again, Messina's good. Uh, I'm going to see Messina on Friday night. I'm covering them against uh, St. Thomas. Going to bring Sammy Stoffenecker, his, uh, his adrenaline Buffalo Wild Wings Player of the Week uh, shirts and gift cards and all that good stuff. So I'll have goodies for him on Friday night. But um, they're just playing really good defense. They're giving up in the 40s. This is what they've given up in that winning streak, 44 points, 50 points, 49, 29. 41, 39, 33, 41, 44. So, I mean, and, and the 41 was the Conant and the 44 was the Belmont. Um, they, they're defending and they're rebounding. And then Evan Gray is, you know, I wrote about him a few weeks ago. I, I, think, he, I think he's your player of the year. You know, it's been him and Seth Balderrama. And I think Evan, Eli Swanson is raising his hand and, you know, kind of right in that conversation as well. But I think those are the three guys. And, uh, you know, he's just been a, a leader. He's doing every part of the game for them. He's defending, he's rebounding, he passes well. Um, he's very unselfish, and uh, he's a terrific scorer when need be. He's a, he's a heck of a player, Evan Gray, and he's, he's a good kid, too. You know, we just like that kid a lot. You know what I mean? I know you do, and you're close when he plays for you in the Seacoast Tournament. And, uh, you know, it's coming together at the right time for Summersworth. they still got tough games to go. they got to go ask St. Thomas. They, you know, still got to play yeah. Campbell. That was the game that we were supposed to cover. they got to play Interlakes at home and Hopkinton at home. So by no means, uh, they got a tough stretch at the end. And that's another thing. They played a pretty tough schedule. You know, they played good teams. And when it's all said and done, they'll played a very tough schedule and earned whatever seat they get. Absolutely. All right, your third team trending in the right direction. Summersworth. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just said Summersworth. <laughs> I know. That's my team. All right. So, listen, so, so we don't, I won't go over the whole thing all over again, but we, we're gonna, we tend to agree now and then. So those are my three teams up. I got uh, I had Portsmouth, Oyster River, and Summersworth. My three teams up. All right, the third team I'll go with is uh, gotta go with Epping, right? I mean, lo- I lo- they yeah. lost that one game to Newmarket. Uh, they they avenged that loss. They hammered the defending champs on the road. Uh, left of the schedule, they have at Farmington, at PCA, and home for Derryfield. I don't see them losing any of those games. No disrespect to uh, any of those teams, but man, Epping might be a little better than we thought, I and mean, we thought they were pretty good, right? <laughs> yeah, because. Because I think a kid like Sean Hill, who's out for the player of the week, uh, you know, he had eight three-pointers against Pittsfield. And, um, and by the way, teams talk about they love shooting at Pittsfield because of that background and mm. the kind of the size of the gym. It's a really good shooting gym at Pittsfield. Um, and those are our good friends over there, Jay Darren and company. And, and it, they went in there and played very, very well. Hunter is, is the player of the year. Um, I think we can call that race now. Um, he's been absolutely terrific. I gave it to him in the midseason. He's going to get it at the end. He's averaging 22.7 points a game. But they've got other guys who are just stepping up, and, and Peyton Rivers is playing better by the week. Um, I saw him on opening night, and then I saw him against Newmarket. thought he looked better against Newmarket, and then I saw him against Pittsfield. And although he didn't have a big scoring game, I thought he looked better uh, in the third game against Pittsfield. So he's just getting better and better as a junior. So they've got size. I think if they had one more big man to rebound for him, They'd be much better off, but they're able to really space the floor. And um, and, and uh, Nick Fassett does a real good job over there. I joke all the time that the joke I have, if you're a goal-level member and you watch the full game, is every time they call an out-of-bounds play, they said, oh, here he goes running one of Doc Wheeler's out-of-bounds plays again. <laughs> it's not but a bad idea. He, no, it's not a bad idea at all. And the, thing with, the joke with Nick Fassett, who's obviously a good buddy of mine, is, that he was a gold-level member a couple years ago, and he just started watching all the D1 teams <laughs> to pick up out-of-bounds plays, and he stole, like, three of Doc Wheeler's out-of-bounds plays. <laughs> and 
to me, that's a very smart man. Yeah. <laughs> something like that. If you're going to steal, so, steal for the best, right? That's what, you know, these gold-level coaches do. I mean, I, I'm just saying, like, they get to watch, like Sam Natty does all the time. You watch other teams, and you get to steal from Jim Mulvey and, and from uh, Lauren Lucas and from, you know, Jay McKenna and Jeff Holmes and all these guys run such good stuff. And that's what these, these good coaches take advantage of. Like, oh, you know, like, I get to watch all of it. So that's what uh, they run really good stuff. And they score a lot of points out of bounds plays. And how many times have you seen, like Guilford, for example, lost in the quarterfinals to Berlin last year. I think that was like a five- or six-point game. They ran the same out-of-bounds play three times and scored six points on it. Well, yep. at the end of the day, that might be the difference in the game. So, all kidding aside, uh, you know, they, they really execute very well. It, Nick does a really good job with them. He seems to have a good connection with them. And uh, I, he might be the coach of the year in Division Four this year. I think he might be. All right. I also give a uh, – uh, not not quite in the top three, trending in the right direction, but I will give an honorable mention to America's team, Dave Haley, the Lisbon yeah. Panthers, who have won four of their last six and uh, destroyed the last two opponents. They beat Linwood by 21. They beat Colebrook, who's playing very well, by 20. So look out for Sam Natty. I watched that game. I watched the entire game. So did and, I. Uh, <laughs> Lisbon, Lisbon played played very well. And they, you know, uh, Colebrook came back on them, as you knew they were going to. But Lisbon, um, you know, did, did a good job really working the ball down low. Camden Burt still makes a lot of freshman mistakes, but he's got a great stroke, and he's going to be a really good player. Camden Burt, he's a kid. I told Sam, he's a freshman, I said, bring him down to the, the Seacoast tournament this summer to kind of just watch and, you know, play. And he may run with some Seacoast teams during the summer just to kind of kind of understand the level. But that kid's going to be – he has a chance to be special. And uh, it's a big end. So, as people probably know, they flew out to Siberia. Yep. And they are in a log cabin in the middle of nowhere. Uh, last I saw, they were lifting logs. Uh, there were four kids uh, carrying uh, just bricks around in the snow, <laughs> and uh, they're getting. They have a huge game against Russia coming up on Saturday. It will be on at two a.m. Uh, Eastern time. But Lisbon versus Russia, as America's team, uh, goes over to represent us, which uh, I think we'll all be up at two a.m. Uh, with yeah. some coffee, watching that one. Warner Wolf will be doing the broadcast. I'm excited about that. Uh, Didn't Warner Wolf just get arrested? I think so. Yeah, that's. So I was happy to know he was still alive. <laughs> he's in what the news. Started out as a joke, it turned into a tragedy. <laughs> right. Good segue to our teams that are trending in the wrong direction, Dave Haley. Uh, yeah. Let's let's see who's going the wrong way. Maybe backing into the playoffs as we head towards the uh, the home stretch. I'll go with the Sunapee Lakers, uh, and, and only because I just think that they've got to a point in the season where they look around. And they've beaten Newts, and they've beaten the Conquer Christians, and they got two wins against uh, Newport, which got them the extra point. Newport is the worst team in Division Three, I think we can say. No offense to our friends in Newport, but I know you fought. What was it, the Newport Opera House? Did yes. You wrestle? Where'd you wrestle? The Newport Opera House. Yes, that's correct. Again, I've said a million times, not a shock that you wrestled there, a shock that Newport has a, a, an opera house. I don't have, we don't have an opera house in Guilford. I don't know. I don't even think Hampton has one. Uh, but So you look at their schedule, and uh, one thing I'm going to be doing, uh, I don't want to break, you know, but I, in my column that will be up tomorrow, um, I'm going to do uh, the uh, the heel point system ratings for Division One. Right. For, for, excuse me, for Division Four. Because I think the heel, which really is based on who you beat, who you play, schedule. Let's just say the heel does not like Sunapee very much. <laughs> like, they do not. <laughs> they don't go. They don't do very well with that. So they 
They played Newmarket. They lost 70-41. to 41. They played Groveton up there. It was close at halftime, but they lost by 15 at Groveton. They lost to Newmarket again, 57-35. That game was never close. And then they just lost to Dairyfield at home. They had beaten them earlier at home. They lost at Dairyfield 55-40. So they're going to be Concord Christian. Um, they might beat uh, Hinsdale, our, our buddy Carl Anderson out there. And then they get Pittsfield at home in the last game of the season. I don't think they're going to beat Pittsfield. So it's just sort of one of those, you know, teams where they beat everyone they were supposed to and they lost to anybody who was even in their, you know, zip code as far as their best win of the season is Dairyfield's 47-45 at home. Yeah. And Dairyfield's not that good this year. All right, my uh, first team trending in the wrong direction. I'm going to go with Nashua North, Dave Haley. Uh, they just They're one of mine, too. Oh, I hate it when we agree. It's no, it's no good. Uh, but they Nowhere. they just beat Wyndham, but before that they lost at Pinkerton, which is a head-scratcher, uh, at, at South, which is more understandable, and they got drilled wait, by... Wait, say that again. Just say, just say, repeat what you just said. At Pinkerton, which is a head-scratcher. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> this this season it is. <laughs> it is. I agree with you. I just think it's hilarious. That I you know. You say it's a head-scratcher loser to Pinkerton. They're like a college <laughs> campus. I mean, it's unbelievable. Oh, boy. But if you look at their schedule coming up, it is not kind. Uh, they have at Winnicunit, at Portsmouth, at yeah. Trinity. Trinity can be frisky. And then at Absolutely. Spalding. And then home at Londonderry. They've got to make up a game with Keene somewhere uh, at home. So they, they, it could be uh, on the bubble here. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they're going to get in. they got eight wins. but And first of all, I think what we need to say is two things. One, they've been much better than we thought they were going to oh, be absolutely. at this point. Absolutely. They've got really good wins. They won at Alvern. Um, they beat Dover, who's a real solid team. They won at BG. That's not easy. Um, and, and, and they beat Bedford, which is a good win. They beat Merrimack early in the season. Um, they went at Goffstown and won early in the season. And we, as we found out, Goffstown is a pretty good team. So Steve Lane's team is, I expect to see them in Durham. Not, I don't expect to see them this year, but I expect to see them the next two years. They've got a young team. Steve Lane is a really good coach, great guy. And North is coming. And I remember, you know, Regan a couple of years ago, there's a couple of kids coming up from Nashua. And I'm like, are they going to <laughs> South or North? You do the impersonation, but he's like, I don't know. But they ended up at North. Curtis Harris and, and Brendan Choden uh, and, and Kane, they, they, they've just got a lot of young talent. But, yeah, they, they're hitting the wall of their schedule. They lost at Pinkerton, which was a huge surprise. Um, they lost against South, who's their arch rival on the road. That's excusable. Uh, and of course, Exeter beat them pretty easy. Exeter beat them pretty easier. Um, but yeah, at Winnicott, at Portsmouth, at Spalding, um, Keen at home is going to be a big game. I don't know if they're playing it tonight or not. That's the game. Keen's eight and four. So yeah, I think that one's been postponed already. Is what I'm seeing. So yeah, that'll that'll be a tough one as well. So and they'll have to play these games in kind of a compacted uh, uh, stretch too. So that Keen game, let's say, it gets moved to Thursday. So the home for Keen at Winnicott, then at Portsmouth, your next three. That's, that's right. That's that's right. tough. So. Uh, that's my first team trending in the uh, the wrong direction. Who you got for your second, Dave? North? You, you were going to say North, right? North was second, so I'll go to my third okay. uh, team. That's Hollis Brookline. Um, I, I, you know, again, what has Colette never proven as a coach? I, we, we never we never badmouth coaches, but I don't know if he's proven Where, anything. Where's he been? Who's he beat? That's what I like to say. <laughs> so two championships for our friend Colette, and he's uh, an excellent coach, obviously. There's, there's always like two or three people that don't know that we're being sarcastic, so right. I have to like slow this thing down. And I remember during the Super Bowl, I made like a joke about Lane Johnson and and Matt Cassius, <laughs> Mark, Cassius Marks, and someone like yelled at me like, "Don't you? Isn't winning important to you?" I'm like, "Oh, boy, I'm gonna explain this person." Yeah, I know. There's always that's why Twitter. You're like, oh, God, there's always one. 
Uh, so Cole, obviously, is an absolutely terrific coach. So they, they lost their first game of the year at Condal in a game that we covered. Um, they've lost to Sauhegan, at Milford, at Pembroke, and at Hanover. None of those are bad losses, none. Um, but they just have struggled to kind of – they got a great win in December over Pelham. I, I don't think they beat Pelham if they get them again. They beat them by one, and Pelham's playing terrific basketball right now. They're just sort of like, kind of like Sunapee in that team that they haven't beaten a team that's better than them. You know, I'll give them Pelham, but again, that was a long time ago, and Pelham, I think, has really figured some things out. That was way back on December 21st, right. day after my birthday. Um, day after my birthday, if you've got a, a 2019 calendar, guys, if you want to write down my birthday. I'm, yeah, I'm going to get right on that, yep. <laughs> got it? Yep, 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 oh, it's there, yep. Okay, thanks. So they got uh, Bishop Brady, who is uh, doesn't really play much defense before they can score. Bishop Brady's a lot of fun to watch. They, they can score. They just gave him 92 to Pembroke, though, on <laughs> Sunday. Uh, they go at Kearsage, and I think Camper's team's playing pretty well right now. They go at Laconia, which I think that they, they'll, they'll win that game. Uh, and then they got Lebanon and Milford at home. So they've got a tough schedule the rest of the way. They're going to be a tournament team, but they're trying to kind of get themselves into the top eight. And, um, you know, they lost a lot last year. So, you know, they get Grant Snyder's the only starter that's back on that team. So um, they're just sort of one of those teams where they're looking around. They're like, okay, well, we beat the teams we were supposed to beat, and we haven't beaten the teams that we weren't supposed to beat. So, you know, that can be uh, frustrating for a team. All right, my uh, so that was your third team down, uh, or uh, trending in the wrong direction. I'm done. Yes, I'm gonna for my second one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take Sauhegan. Uh It's not necessarily that they're playing bad; they're, they're kind of inconsistent. So since uh, since the 15th of January, when they beat uh, Hollis Brookline on the road, lost to Pembroke, win against Lebanon, lost at Pelham, win against Kearsarge, lost at Conval, win at Kingswood. So it's win loss, win loss, win loss. You don't want inconsistency headed into uh, the playoffs. Right, but, I mean, look who they lost to. They yeah. lost to Pembroke, who's, you know, a one-loss team. lost to Pelham, who, who, who believes that they're as good as any team and, and maybe are the best team in Division Two. And then they lost to Conval, who's in a really good game. So, you know, I just think that's just the way the schedule is. I, I think they're, they're doing fine. And, again, I think that Sauhegan's been a nice story this year. They're a team that has got some youth. And, um, and they've got a couple of different guys there, Jeff Bame and, and Matt McCool and uh, – uh, shout out to the the McCool family. They actually, uh, I'm sorry, but you were not in on this, but uh, they wanted to give just a donation to our crew after listening to the show last week because we do this, you know, again, we, we do this, we have full-time jobs. And uh, they already called level members, so they sent uh, $100, and I sent $33 in gas money to Austin Grass, Jen Chick, and Pete Carrier. So they all get their uh wow. sold up this week. By the uh, the McCool family, so we uh, can't thank them enough. And Pete, you give Pete a full tank of gas. You wait till the the radio show. He's going to be. I mean, there's going to be tears running. It's going to be like the end of the movie <laughs> A Star Is Born for him. He's just going to tears running down his face, and he'll be in front of that microphone uh, giving it up on uh, Saturday morning. That, that, that one that'll get him to one and a half hockey tournaments, right? <laughs> <laughs> not even. I believe. I believe All his... hockey tournaments are like. If it's not in Manchester, it's in like Berlin yeah. or down in like Rhode Island. I think the next one. I think the next one's actually on the moon, Dave. Is what I was told. Can you even think of, of like a worse <laughs> like for your kid to play? Not hockey's a great sport, and all that, but it's like a cold arena, and you got to like drive the, all over and, and yeah, and like practice is at like five a.m. because it's the only time you can get ice time. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's it, if, if you decide to become a hockey parent, that's the thing you have a family meeting about. Like, listen. Here it's it, it's like if you were going to send a kid into space, basically. <laughs> Only it costs more. Yeah, he is. yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 
he has like two kids. I think they're going to be playing. I know Zach's playing, Ugh. and I think his youngest Ryan's going to be playing too. So that's a lot of hockey for the Terriers. So, they're one of these families like their weekend is just dominated by wherever their yeah. kid is and all that stuff. I don't, yeah, yeah. So I, I was I was feeling uh, I was feeling uh, under the gun because uh, my uh, Cam's bowling coach said you might want to invest in. You're, you're not going to believe this is a thing. You might want to invest in a pair of right-handed shoes. I said, "What the hell are right-handed shoes?" It's like, well, when you're right-handed, you slide on your left foot and you push with the right, so they're a little bit different, and and, and they're like 135 dollars. I was like, oh god. And then I thought of Pete having to buy like seven thousand dollars worth of hockey equipment every six months, oh, yeah. and I felt a little better. <laughs> Buy the one thirty-five and tell him to continue to follow his passion. That's what I would do. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, that's nothing. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't pick up a hockey stick. Whatever you do, Cam, it's not it's not oh, an issue. Don't worry. Loud. <laughs> yeah. No. No kidding. Yeah. No. That hockey parents and and then half of them are nuts. Pete certainly isn't. But I mean, he tells me stories about you know people screaming at the glass. You know, we got crazy parents that we've been talking. Oh, about hockey and, parents are way, they're, they're the worst of all. I mean, we oh, like we don't do I'm hockey. Not, on, I'm not covering it. Yeah, on any sports teams, but they're they're they make basketball parents look like uh, the little sisters of the meek. It's crazy. But uh, last week for for parent behavior, you wrote about your situation. But let, let's just say that there were two others that didn't make it, and we'll keep it quiet for now. But there was a full moon out. I think last week for the entire week, oh my it goodness. was just. Nuts, and I just wish people would just relax and enjoy it. Oh, my goodness, just enjoy it. Please, just have fun. Settle down. All right, my final team trending in the wrong direction, Dave, and, again, a lot of it has to do with who they're playing, but uh, Pittsfield, and I feel bad about saying this because Pittsfield, I think, has exceeded our expectations after they lost, uh, you know, Cam Dara and so much from a championship team, but uh, they were looking like uh, world beaters early on. They've lost uh, three of their last five. Um, they, that, that game suddenly against Mount Royal is a little bit bigger than it might have been. Uh, they have to go to Sunapee, which is never an easy trip, and then home for PCA, who they already lost to. So uh, Pittsfield may be trending in the wrong direction. Uh, I don't know. You know, again, like they lost to Newmarket at Newmarket by six. Um, they, lost, they lost at PCA. PCA solid. They're big. You know, they're big. They got uh, Bryson Lund and A.J. Chase, and so they got a couple of kids who could score. Derek Summers is doing a really good job over at PCA. Um, we did their game against Derryfield uh, a couple weeks ago. And, uh, yeah, against Epping, I just think they came out and uh, they got punched in the mouth. Epping yeah. just came right at them. And Epping can smell it now. You know, they know that one seed is going to be a lot easier than having, you know, Littleton and Newmarket trying to kill each other in the semifinals. So D4 is just completely – it's it's really – it's Lisbon and then every other team. Oh, but of course. After that, I'd say, <laughs> then after that, I would say – Littleton, Newmarket, and Epping, and every other team. It's just uh, you know those three teams are are pretty far ahead of everybody else. And I there's going to be a fourth team that's going to go to the final four. It might be Woodsville. You know, it might be could be Sunapee because Sunapee has the advantage of those new, those Newport wins, those Division three points. Which yeah, that's another you know future conversation because I'm not sure that those teams should be getting those kind of points. You know, I mean, and Epping gets points over Raymond. That's why they're right. going to be the one seed over Littleton. So, um, so you know, I just think that you're very top heading division four. I've been writing that since December, and you know, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but let's just say that it's 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 pretty simple fact that those are the three best teams. So Pittsfield is just sort of in that next grouping. So yeah, when they play at Newmarket or they play at Epping or Epping at home, they're 
they're going to struggle. What is the? Let me let me let me post something to you that might happen. What is the D four uh, opening round? Let me see. Let me look this up. I'm not necessarily asking you. I'm I'm asking myself. I know you don't know off the top of your head. Let's take like a look. what the date is. Yeah. So the D four first round Monday the twenty fifth. Oh damn it! I think I have. Yeah, I'm committed to a Kearsarge game for WNTK that night because here's the game you might want to go do. If the seedings hold right now, uh, Pittsfield would be the 7, and uh, a, a team called Lisbon would be the 10, and I believe those teams would play each other. Am I, am I wrong? Sam Natty wrong, but it, at it's Pittsfield? Gonna move, it's going to move, though. It's <sighs> going to move because they, they've got Portsmouth Christian and Sunday. I think the matchup you're going to see is Colebrook is going to host Lisbon. You're oh. have a, a rematch at 7-10, and I think you're going to get – uh, Groveton in the eight nine game. Uh, I'm trying to think. I guess Portsmouth Christian. I think that's where you're going to go. We've been doing some projecting and stuff like that. You're not going to see Pittsfield at seven. They're going to be further down. I think they're going to be maybe uh, the sixth seed. I just want Sam Natty uh, to come into this area, but I'm doing a game that night anyway, so never mind. Yeah, I think they're going to play Colebrook. I think they're going to have a, a third down. They lost early in the season at Colebrook, and then they they whooped them the other night. America's team. So when they get back from Russia, obviously they've got to get their sleep because that's a big time difference. A lot of jet lag, um, and then the food out in Russia is not great. So we've got to get them right back in and get them some Five Guys and stuff like that. But uh, some Buffalo Wild Wings. But um, they're going to uh, they're going to probably be the ten seed. Yeah, I think Colbert's going there. So just, there's still two months to be done. Don't start looking at the brackets now. How they span. Oh, I'm looking, Dave. I'm looking. Stop. <laughs> Avert your eyes. Pretend it's bird box. Don't look outside. Don't look at the standings. It's not the same thing. You'll oh lose my your God. mind. All right. So uh, there, there you have it. Those are our teams trending in the right direction and some in the wrong direction. Uh, so Dave has his huge, ginormous column coming out tomorrow. Every He's going to write it tonight, and he's going to get resuscitated halfway through it. All day. All day I'm writing it. I wish it was tonight. All day today. <laughs> and then you can read that first thing tomorrow. Uh, and then you, are we still? Is Pete still headed to Kearsarge tomorrow for Kearsarge and, uh, and Conval? No, no, because uh, we don't have a videographer. Uh, Pete's available, but we don't have a videographer. There's seven videographers so. now. Nobody can go. No, no. Nicole okay. only works Tuesday nights, and then Austin can't get out there on a Thursday night. He's got a test or something like that. He's doing an STI. So the schedule right now is I think I think Jen is going out to Hanover to do a girls game on senior night out in Hanover that she's excited to do. So we're going to do uh, more girls basketball. It's a good matchup over there. can't remember who Hanover's playing, but um, I think Friday night she's going to cover that with uh, with Cage Teat, Lance this year. And then I can tell you <laughs> I will be at St. Thomas High School on Friday night uh, with Austin Grass when, when Miss Scenic comes rolling in. So Miss Scenic, St. Thomas, uh, I'll have lots of goodies for uh, – for Sammy Stoffenecker, and if Andrew Cavanaugh wins the poll, then I'll have goodies for both those kids. Oh, there Lots you go. Buffalo Wild Wings cars, T-shirts, all that stuff. So I'll look like some promo guy walking in there with T-shirts and, and gift cards. All right, I'm doing uh, some college hockey Friday night, University of New England women's hockey. Uh, but, the, of course, the big event this weekend, Dave, you know what it is, right? Saturday. Uh, another wrestling thing? No, Saturday. The Team State Bowling Championships. Saturday morning in Raymond, 10 a.m. at Strikers cool. East. There's a bowling alley in Raymond? It's a big one, too. Strikers East. Spalding looks like they're going to be the four seed, and I believe in the 10-team tournament they'll take on the five seed Raymond in the first round. First round's best three out of five, Dave. Uh, what time does that start? 10 in the morning. I'm afraid when my radio show gets over. That's right. You want, you want to swing into Raymond? I, mean, I think Mike I'm, Murphy is popping in. He wants to see some of this hot bowling action. 
<laughs> That's right. Yeah. I, I, Is that a play on Hart Marlin action from the Steve Garvey classic on on cheap seats? Because if so, it's a very good. I, I wish it was. I wish I could take credit for that, but it's not. But uh, if, if anybody has YouTube, go watch Cheap Seats, the Steve Garvey uh, the episode. It's one of the all time twenty five funniest minutes in the history of YouTube. Um, um, yeah, no, I know. Uh, I'm gonna pop my head in. I don't know what I'm doing Saturday yet, so. To see Cam uh, throw some hooks down the lane might be kind of fun to watch for a little bit. Yeah, bring your uh, – they, they will charge to get in, so bring your media pass so you can be a big if shot. If you act crazy, I'm going to call you. I don't care how good of friends we are. I'm going to call you on it. You, you act like an idiot. I don't act crazy. I just kind of pace around. I get too nervous to, like, yell at – you know, I'll clap for everybody. And I just kind of pace around and I'm like, ooh. And you know what I do? What dri- drives Renee nuts is I like, I project the score out ahead in my head. I'm like, okay, Spalda can max out at a 207 here. And then uh, Raymond can only come with a 191. And Renee will go, shut up. I just want to watch. I'm like, I'm sorry. Yeah. I have to. <laughs> God bless her. Yeah. She's right. I'll, I might come over there too just to shut, tell you shut up. Because I got the radio show and then, um, yeah, that's kind of on my way home to the Seacoast. So I, I may pop in there on, uh, on Saturday. There we go. Actually, it looks like Spalding would take on Goffstown, who's the two-time defending champ. So I guess we'll see. Oh, P. Terrier. How it shakes yeah. out. Yeah, P. Terrier. I could fist fight to determine who moves on. But yeah, P. Not- Terrier could give you a scouting report on the Goffstown bowling <laughs> team. I'm positive of it. Two-time defending champs. Yeah. Got to watch out for him. You, you know what you should do. Too bad you're not on the show anymore. You could ask him about the Goffstown bowling team and wait for how long Pete works in the bo- <laughs> the Goffstown Little League. Team. Like working <laughs> in there. People working in anything. Do you believe in God? Well, I don't know. So anyway, we had a game one time against Betzner with the Goffstown Little League. I'm like, wait, 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 how do we get into this? <laughs> working into anything. He's amazing. That's our boy. We love him. All oh, right. Of course we do. So that wraps it up. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see you out at the games. Uh, I'm doing like 17 games next week, including – are you still going to Campbell Summersworth Wednesday? Because I'll be there. Yeah, I, I'm hoping to do that. I'm trying to get out to Manadnock on Tuesday to cover the scenic and Manadnock on Tuesday, but I got – I got to find a videographer to go to Swansea with me. So I'm working on it. Those are good friends in Manadnock. We want to get out there for them. So we'll see. All right. Well, for Dave Haley, I'm Justin McIsaac. Thanks for listening. And we'll, uh, we'll see you next week.